to another NY Just Fans podcast with hosts Davin, Chris, and Sharman as we get into another week of football. Uh, it's crazy, crazy week for the Jets. So, of course, we got to go to the Jets first. Um, Mac, Mac has been fired. Um, <laughs> and now, we, now Adam Gaze is the uh, interim GM. And they looking for a new GM. Uh, as for what's been been heard since last night, Peyton Manning uh, is a candidate. Not too sure how how true that is. Um, Joe Douglas and some other some other people because of the Rooney Rule. But um, how how do y'all feel about Matt being fired? And um, and how do y'all feel about the new GM search? And who and who should they go for? Yeah, Charm, you can hit it first. <laughs> uh, listen, man. Um, as a Jets fan, as a Jets fan, um, these these times is uh, it's a normal. It's normal for us. For us, we know um, there's always there's always uh, tumultuous uh, every year. There's some kind of incident that breaks out, and everybody's the laughing, the laughing stock of the league. Every 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 article I read. The laughing stock of the league, the laughing stock of the league, the laughing stock of the league. My question, in, my question to everybody that points fingers at the Jets and the laughing stock is that is okay. What is it about the GM getting fired that bothers you the most? Is it is do you think that the GM was was so good that he didn't he shouldn't have been fired? Do you think that? Do you think that um, do, was it that he did something so egregious last week that made the, the the owner fire him, or was it that they just fired him on the wrong time? The timing is horrible. I think at the end of the day, in my opinion, the optics is the only thing that's bad about this. You know, I. I've been a proponent of Mac getting fired from before. I've been saying that forever. That 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 I did not like the way he handled the draft. I didn't like the way he handled free agency, and I didn't even know any most of the things, the rumors that were le- that are now leaking out of uh, uh, one Jets draft. Uh, what we're finding out now with the, you know, with the um, the fact that he apparently used to lock himself in a room and watch tape all day. And Brian Heimerdinger was practically the one doing all the, the negotiations and all the real GM work, you know, and that kind of alienated him and a lot of the people in the organization. You know, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, um, I think we've spoken on this podcast about how Heimerdinger had a larger job in the front office than, than you know, than most um, um, you know, second in command, you know, uh, um, um, guys in a in in a football organization. So it just makes a lot of sense. All those rumors that that he that he didn't and he did not take his job. You know, especially the the parts for scouting. This guy has had a background in scouting, and he preferred to scout and do that work. And but he hated, I think. That's how it looked to me anyway, that he hated the negotiations and the calls he had to make and the front office stuff that he had to do with contracts and stuff like that. And he kind of gave it to somebody else. I mean, I think I think um, also the decisive, the indecisiveness 
Uh, you, I mean, come on, man. We, we've heard the almost, the Jets almost got this guy and almost got that guy and almost got this guy. And he could name multiple reasons why he should have been fired. Yes, like always, the Johnsons, you know, they mess stuff up. Like the simple, they make the most simple task feel like a walk through the desert all the right. time. You know, so 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 this is this is like this is par for the course. They always mess the simple things up, and it looks bad. But at the end of the day, Mac needed to go, and I think I think at the end of the day, really, I think what needs to be done, just need to get a GM in house ASAP, because we cannot have this guy, our coach Adam Gase being a GM. I want him steadfastly preparing Sam Donald for the season. I want I want that to be his his job and his job alone. I don't want this guy having anything to do with the 53 man rock. What happened in Miami will repeat itself. Cuz it, it's 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 coming to it's it's coming to me like all the uh, the rumors that happened in Miami with him and wanting control and stuff like that. If that's what he's going to try to do here this is going to end badly for us. So well, I, so, so I think, I think, I think at the end of the day, again, like I said, I think Mac should have been fired. So people need to stop with the crap. I think the timing is horrible. I think the optics are horrible, but they did the right thing. <clears throat> right. Now, <clears throat> with, with, um, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> with, uh, <laughs> Talked it for a while. That, right. that, that jets, that <laughs> oh jets. Oh my god! You got man, me going, man. Mac, right. Mac, with, Mac, getting fired, getting to you, man. Oh. Absolutely, man. Ooh. Listen, with Gase, you know, when you're saying that you wanted a new GM, and I agree, I'm, I'm right with you. I, I would like a new GM in, but you know what? No matter what he comes in with, he's, he's gonna, pro- he's gonna be in the process of hiring a new GM. So he's gonna bring a GM that he's gonna get along with that he's going to be able to um, pick whatever players he wants or not want or whatever. So he's going to still have power. The big question is how much power is that is Gase is going to have with the new GM? Mm, exactly. Know? That's right. why Christopher, that's why it is Christopher Johnson's job to make sure he has a handle on that situation. Again, <sighs> if you're going to hire this, uh, this is my issue. I know that because, right. like I say, the Johnson. That that's the big problem. Yeah. <laughs> they keep that making these. <laughs> they keep making these simple things turn into the hardest jobs. Right. I mean, I mean, this, you know that this guy had an issue in Miami. You don't have to go far to find out that he had an issue with control. Mm. And if he hasn't changed, and you want to put give him control, he's just gonna return to being the same guy that he was in Miami thing upside down what mm. you do is you take control from him as the owner you make sure a large hand in what in whoever's going to get hired listen good teams good teams start with great leadership from the top right correct the ownership, then yes. they say okay they hire the gm and say here you go run the team you know and the owner just sits back and and watches you know yes yeah, you bring in a GM that knows what he's doing. You don't bring in GM, and then the way they have it is, um, if the coach has a problem, he goes to the 
he the goes owner. to the owner, right? <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. Wow. You know what I mean? It's just, it makes no but sense. That's and then much... if the GM has a problem, he has to go to the owner too. This you know, we've spoken to the coach. You guys talk. We've, we've spoken <laughs> oh, about geez. it. This is a dog. This is vast. This is basically a dog and pony show. Right. And, and... Been, we've been talking about this for too long, man. <laughs> yeah. And and, and it what? just it just shows up right now that like I ugly head. You know, um, um, because of because of the way they deal with things, how uh, they try to make it seem like it's a normal thing for the <laughs> owner and the GM to re- coach instead of having a re- um, to the owner instead of having a relationship themselves. That causes friction. Yep. Mm. You know, it, it, come on, man. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do bring simple in human a guy like Joe Douglas, right? <laughs> um, not. I mean, let's yes. let's go back to you know, like his history. He, he was with the Ravens for about 14 years. Then he was with the Bears for about a year or two. Then he went to the Eagles. So being with the, the Ravens for about 14 years, working under Ozzie Newsom, that's a great GM, and that's a great, great organization. They've, they've got a couple of Super Bowls during that time that he was there, and then now um, going to the Eagles, he won a Super Bowl there. And then his stopover in, in Chicago – he worked with Gates, and they got along well. They got the same agent, whatever. So, obviously, I think that's the perfect situation for us is to bring this guy in because, number one, he's he's been working under great GMs, great front offices, so he's got the experience. He knows how to build a winning team, no doubt. So that part is good. Yeah, And also he's, he'll he's, have the he, relationship he definitely, with, with Gates, yep. and I think that'll be good. So, but does Gates have all the power, you know um, – you know, like like when she was saying before, you know, is there going to be a power struggle? Is is this guy, um, is this is this guy going to say, okay, no, I'm the GM, you're, you're the coach, you know, I want the power. You know, is there going to be a power struggle, or is it going to be more they're more like friends and they're, they're going to you know work together well? I would I would think they would, right? Um, I, I do like to say something on the quick IMO. Uh, for one. I, I do want to say that uh, that it's a it's a whole discombobulated thing with the organization. Um, the reason why I say that is because with Mac, you know, with Mac and Hyman digging, they got into it, you know, and then all of a sudden, gays come in. It takes gays to come in for y'all and for y'all to to do y'all job for you, Christopher Johnson, to do your <laughs> job and get rid of Mac when right. Mac should have been gone a long time ago. Exactly. And then what kills me is that the fans sit here and start complaining and start saying, ha ha, oh, this and that. Why would you do it at this time? If the job was done, this is what most Jets fans ask for. Right. So what's so what's the problem now? Exactly. So now so now basically y'all over here <laughs> acting and, y'all, y'all, y'all most like most Jets is whining and crying about the situation. Smart Jet fans would just say, Okay, the job is done now. Let's get a new GM that's be, that's able to take care of the you know, take take care of the reins. We Mac Mac done his job. Him and Hyman they did their job. They they got the free agents, Le'Veon Bell, CJ Mosley, and everybody else. We still got some holes to fill, but let the new GM doing and hopefully that GM will do it right that's what Jet fans need to be on right now we can't be on the same thing ha 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 y'all y'all expecting y'all expecting so much badness from the Jets that if it, 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 it questions y'all it questions y'all as a Jet fan I, I get it it's been 50 years 40 years whatever how many years you've been as a Jet fan of, of losing we haven't been to the playoffs in a decade I get it but 
at this time we doing things on the right track. And and it's questions about why they didn't do it before the before the draft or why they didn't do it before free agency. Because they because basically, you know, if you do your research, they they didn't want to they didn't want to do it at that time. For one, and for two, like let's talk about the Chiefs. Didn't the Chiefs do that to Dorsey? Then yep. they do that to Dorsey as well. And now look at him in Cleveland. He's doing well. So um I do so I think at this point, Jeff fans, y'all need to calm down. Well, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know what, Davin, just like what, what Charmin said and, and like what I said too, and you know it too, the biggest problem is the Johnsons, the ownership. That's the biggest problem. Correct. And that's what, and that's what I, you know, when we had this conversation the other night, and this is what I, this is what I was saying. The whole organization is, is kind of discombobulated. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, it's not on a complete good path. Right. You know, like, like we got Woody Johnson that brung in the coach before the GM and then he leaves out and now Christopher Johnson has to come in and, and then he's kind of a little discombobulated because maybe Todd Bowles never said nothing to Mac and he's just like, okay, boss, I got you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, this, and this could have been going on for a while, but Todd Bowles never said, probably never said nothing. Right. And now it takes well, Adam Gaze to hold, hold Hold on, Sean. Before and, and then it takes Adam Gaze to come to come in, and then has to disagree with you, Anthony Barr. Whichever one that's true or not, because half of the media is true, half of it is not. Yeah, we don't. We all don't know that. You know, we just everybody just go by rumors. So, um, whatever that's true is true, and whatever is not is not true. Like it's over now. I can we see it being true though that that he wasn't that he wasn't on board about Bell. And he wasn't on board with Mosley. Oh he, yeah, he likes the players. He just didn't want to spend. All didn't want money, to spend the money. Which correct? You know what it comes down to. I'm I'm going to say this in kind of a negative way, but with the Jets, and they're going to need to spend. Then you know they're going to need to spend a little bit more to attract a free agent. Unfortunately, bingo. You know, we're still the Jets. If we start winning, yeah, then we'll be on level ground with everybody, and people will want to play here. But until right. then. You know, we're going to have to spend a little extra, you know. And, 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 and what I was going to, what I wanted to say to add to what Davin was saying um, about the whole Bulls thing, apparently, like, um, um, if you follow a lot of the beat, the Jets beat writers, the week before this whole thing went down, a lot of the beat writers, the Jets uh, going, were attacking Gase for his dishonesty at the podium for in the last uh the last uh um interview he had Correct. Uh, where he where he where he was saying he um you know like oh um you know like he didn't have they, they, they didn't had have, no he problem. was mad because mm-hmm. right he had no problem with yeah. mag it was just like they had disagreement you know, we talked about the know, last and five, stuff like five, that five, right 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 and 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 people and 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 the and the beat writers came out and said no do listen come on man like it, it's 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 a real thing that journalists do have sources within the organization. The organization, most of the time, organizations like that try to keep things in-house as much as possible, but things leak out. And one of the things that leaked out, which uh, uh, um, in my understanding, was that Bowles did say to Johnson about Mac that, like, you know, that things weren't like as he wanted it to be. And, and apparently... Christopher Johnson wanted to see it for his own self, which is ridiculous. You don't have to see it your own self. You're the <laughs> owner. You you're the owner of an organization. Like 
there is they if a guy's locking himself in a room and not doing a lot of the things that he needs to do as a GM, you should know this. Mm. This is not something that somebody should come tell you. You know, it, it's ridiculous that 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 it comes to that it comes to that thing. But like Davin said before, you know, um um and 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 I said before, uh, this is par for the course for the jet for the Johnsons. We know that they always make a mess out of things. The thing about this is we're looking up more than we are down. Correct. We have talent on this team like we've ha- like we've haven't had in a very long time. We've ha- we have a really true um a true starting young QB that's looking up, you know. We have things that are pluses on this on this Jets team. Please remember this. Instead of wallowing in all this self-pity and oh my oh woe is me, I'm a Jet fan, it hurts. We cry all the time. Stop. You know, look at the look at the bigger picture here. We have we have more than we've had in a long time. And let's just press on forward. The only thing I will say, like I said before, is for the good of the Jets, I think whatever they do, they, the reins the the most of the power away from Adam Gase's hands because he Correct. seemed to me he seemed to me like an egomaniac and guys like that. When given too much power, they implode. And I think it's best that the Jets take away the most of the power. Let him be the coach. Let him do the football day, day-to-day things and hire a GM to run the front office like they're supposed to. I agree. And um, my, my thing with Adam Gaze is that as, as a GM, you don't, you don't understand when you have players like C.J. Mosley and you got Le'Veon Bell out there, you have, sometimes you have to pay what you weigh because you're getting a superstar. You're getting the superstar that's that can be a leader to to the team. So um, I I understand, Gaze. You know, certain people, certain players should should get like this amount. But when you talk about players like Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, like come on, come on, <laughs> <laughs> they they come they come once in a lifetime, especially a running back, a running back yeah. and a linebacker. Exactly. No, those guys. I think I I, I was I was on board with signing them. I, I thought Matt did a great job yep. getting those guys in. Obviously, he didn't. He didn't, you know, um, he didn't bring in uh, Barr. Something happened with Barr. He didn't finalize the deal. Something happened, and Barr backed out. With that, I, I don't, you know, that we don't. I know think, the truth. I think Barr, I think Barr just backed out. I think his heart was really in Minnesota. In all honesty, I, I agree. Weird that he that like he was agreeing on a deal, and then we he can't, backed out. We can't That's, listen. Yeah, we, we know, know the truth. So right, exactly, <laughs> and we know we know what Mac we know what Mac's fault. We we could point out all the examples because we could put them on a sheet of paper, and it'll be really long. All his missteps, all his mistakes, all his bad drafts. We know exactly what they are. We um whatever other mistakes that he might have done that are rumors. I really don't care for because I know for sure that I could prove without a shadow of a doubt that Mac was not a great GM and needed to be relieved of his position. I'm sorry. That's how it is. You know, I mean, the only, the only credit I give him is that he really tried to go aggressive this, this off off season in free agency, you know, maybe, maybe not too much of the draft that we can't agree with other than polite and, um, and Quentin Williams and, you know, and a few other players. But other than that, free agency, he did come aggressive and he tried to come come with his best A game because he knew his job was on the line. But apparently his his job, his job is gone. Um, 
And last but not least, I, I also want to talk about uh, Wisniewski because because it, it wasn't on the topics, but uh, Wisniewski signed with back with the Eagles for I think one point five million five hundred thousand in incentives. Um, if Wisniewski wanted to come to the Jets, uh, he he would have been signed that deal. I think you know certain certain players don't want to come here like Paradise, like Par- you know like. Gaze got mad. I don't know how true it is. Gaze got mad at Mac over Paradise. Just an example, whatever. If it was true or not, but um, like Paradise didn't want to come here. You can't even you can't blame them if they want if they don't want to come here. You know it's hard it's hard to bring free agencies in a in in a on a team that hasn't been to come. the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. he might have, yeah. You know what? And think about where where he went back to. He went back to Philly, who was just in the Super Bowl two years ago, and. You know, and, right. they're, and they're loaded to, you know, possibly go back again this year. So you don't blame the guy for going there. No. Um, and, and, yeah. And, and, and what... with Paradis, I'm sorry, with Paradis, I don't, you know what, I, I don't blame Gates for getting upset because he knows the offensive line needed help, right? And especially at center. Uh, we, we've talked about it many times. This team needed a center. And you had two good centers out there that they could have went after. I know all the the question marks that went on with about, Par- you know, Paradis, I get it. But you know what? They didn't even go at, they didn't even talk to him, right? It, it seemed like they didn't even well, Chris, go I think I think I, they I did surprised. talk. I think they did talk to him, Chris. But um, at the end of it, it was all about the injury that, that he was coming back from, which was very serious. Right, right. But hey, and, uh, what he went to Buffalo, right? Or was it Carolina? No, Buffalo, he went Carolina. to Carolina. And, 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 and guys, Buffalo, one thing. Right. One thing you guys are forgetting, I don't know if you guys remember that weekend we had that podcast, the, the, the podcast, that earlier that day we recorded the podcast. I think it was either, it was Saturday, the same way. Earlier that day, he was on a, on a, on oh, either yeah. on a TV he show or something the, like that. Good, yeah, that good morning football. Right. And he was weighing, oh, which teams that he should go. And he basically said, I'm not going to go on a losing team. I would exactly. like to go on a winning team. Let's, and what, the Panthers. what Davin said weighs heavily on those players' minds. They, for the, most of the time, they don't have a choice to where they end up going. They, they get drafted into a team or they get traded to a team. They don't have a choice. When they do have a choice, they try to pick the best team for them. You know, it does I, at, I at the most, at the most, at the most, sometimes. The money is what matters. But look at how much money he got. For the right. best center that was in free agency, yeah, he got trash money. I think if you want to argue a player the Jets should have gotten, it should have been Mitch Morse that ended up in Buffalo. Right. With whatever, right. Ha- right. I think that thing, would though. be the more, more the argument than it would be uh, about mm-hmm. Harry. Well, then you can't, really, you can't really say a winning team because Buffalo – Buffalo didn't win exactly year, right, so but you know exactly. what? Buffalo came very aggressive, and I think, and I think by right. that and time, that's, that's right. probably why Gase was was mad. So, like, so hey, you didn't trust me. Go after a position. I mean, that so we should really he have went with? So should he have <laughs> went with twenty million? Because I know he, I know Mitch Morse gets a hell of a lot of money, um, for the next three, I think, three years. Um, so he got went with higher than eighteen million a year. Do you think he worth twenty or twenty five million a year? Uh, well, we'll see. No. But how many times have we? Uh, Listen, as Jet fans, the one position that we've seen that we had locked down for a while was center. Was center, yeah, right. Yeah. And that helped out a lot in our in our line. In our line, 
you know, is if you want to say it's I mean, average or below average, whatever, but it's not good. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> so I mean, this better. It's going to be better than last year. It is. I can no, say that. We made the trade. He made a good trade for uh, the guy from the Raiders. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can never say that guy's name. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying? To bring in a center would okay. be great. Now, obviously, even if he does throw the money okay, at him, oh. maybe he goes to Buffalo anyway. He thinks Buffalo is the better situation for him. You know. You can look at it that way, and this and this is what and th- but this is why I said I said that I think Mitch Morse is really the argument. I think the argument for Paradis is null and void because Paradis really didn't want to come here. I think the argument if you're going if you're going to make an argument, I think you should go. Mitch you should Morse. say, oh, the Jets weren't aggressive enough enough in their pursuit of Mitch Morse, and I don't even know the details of, around that. All I know is Buffalo, like Davin said, were really aggressive. And gave him more money than he that he's supposed to, to well, there's, there's the key than word, he was that he was projected to make anyway. He just said the right. Yeah. And 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 if and if that there's and if we and there should be an argument. Right. I think the the Mitch Morse argument Mac makes more sense. Mac was aggressive with with Mosley. He brought him in. He, he paid him Correct. a lot. You know, he, he threw a lot of money at him, and obviously he threw a lot of money at Bell, and he got those guys in. And apparently. Job. Apparently, one of the one of those rumors I heard, uh, I caught up on on about um, from from some of those beat writers, Jets beat writers, was the fact that um, Mosley was a was a Gase was one one of the guys Gase really wanted, and the reason why they went really heavily after him was to kind of quell um, Gase after he was mad that that um, that they signed Bell for all that money, oh. so they wanted to like even the score between. You know, I'm listening again. Like Davin said earlier, these are rumors, right? Yeah, but look, but look at the whole thing. But Wisniewski, Wisniewski definitely joined. um, He definitely uh, visited the Jets, the Jets facility, right? And and when he visited facilities, they they could have been like, listen, we 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 need you, you know, because Miss Morris and Paradise already signed, and they probably said, listen, we'll we'll sign you one year. Two, three million with like this much incentives, and he probably said okay, and then left out, and he probably left out because he because he trying to see what he could get from the Eagles, right? But he didn't I, get and he's thirty years old, right? And yeah, he's and he's good. thirty years old. He's you know what I'm saying? Good. So right, I'm not listen. Yeah, he's name thirty years old, right? But it would have been right. nice 30, to bring him in though, right, Chris? But when you're thirty years old and you and you and you making it because most players don't make it at thirty years old, they don't care about the money. They care about happiness and championships. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, he's got. He's they got already his, got. They already have their money. You know, between you between twenty to you could also before say, that, right? You before thirty, say this. He's already got his ring too, right? He won yeah. the ring with Philly, so he, he, he yeah. wants another ring. He just happy. I, I, I think he's just happy. Yeah. I think he's just happy. He don't care about the money. I, I personally <laughs> don't think the Jets offered him that much money. I think I think I they think, offered him more more than uh dumb. I don't know. I I don't think so because he's one point five million. He's not that good. He's, he's not backup. that good. But they could offer him two two point five. They could have, but I, I think I really don't think they did. I'll be honest. I think at the end of the day, looking looking in looking from the outside, uh, you could you could just you could just tell that that the Eagles is a better organization than most NFL teams. Most of the players that go to the Eagles, they they normally have to be dragged out of the organization kicking and screaming. Uh, so and this, so okay. so if if guys don't want to leave leave Philly, that tells you that the that the organization is a, a above and beyond one of the best organizations in the league. So correct. 
when you when you're trying to get one of their players, you probably, especially if he's a free agent, you're probably going to lose no matter how much money you offer. He's mm. probably who is willing to stay there because he knows what he's going to get when he's in Philly. Correct. I wanted to bring up a good a good um uh what do you call it? Example. Example. Thank you. See? I'm a little... <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dad. I finished uh, your sentences. Yeah, man. Uh, we're working good tonight. Um, no, I wanted to give a good example of what of why you don't want Gase to have all the power. I just want to go back to that for a second because when you mentioned the Eagles, it just makes me remember with Chip Kelly. When they hired Chip Kelly, oh, right, oh, wow. Chip yeah. Kelly was given every, all the power, and that was over – Howie uh, Roseman, who's oh, one of yes. the best GMs in the league. Yeah. And they still gave it to Chip Kelly. And there was a big fight. But Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly got all the power. And think of all the moves he did, right? Ooh. Yeah. He got rid yeah. of, he got rid of uh, Macklin. He got rid of uh, McCoy. Yeah. I mean, and he reshaped this team into what he thought was going to win games. And uh-huh. it didn't happen. Chip. Right. And there. where is he now? Right? He's back to college <laughs> And you know, right. This goes back to what exactly what you were saying, John. I'm just giving you a good Chip example. Of, don't give yes. this guy Chip, too much Chip Kelly was Chip Kelly was more into like the college football, trying to have guys run around like they like they still in a 1920s. Yeah, you know, yeah. running. Yeah, His it was. It was, just it was all messed up. NFL. Yeah, it didn't mess oh, yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's win football games, pro football games. Let's win them by um, creating more uh, more possessions for the offense. Causing the defense to stay on the field longer, you know, like really, yeah, dude, they, you they just got like, too tired. <laughs> like you make you make you like. How are you so dumb? I'm I'm sorry. I I don't mean dumb, but it's not even dumb because this guy sh- should be a very smart man. The fact that so highly of his system that he totally he totally didn't think of the defensive side of the ball is ridiculous to me. <laughs> he, yeah. he thinks he's back in Oregon, and you know what? Even there, yeah. I mean, no. oh, Jesus. but he didn't win a championship. Bingo! <laughs> so You're right, exactly. Yeah. So, so as as we move along, we're gonna get into some more Jets news. Uh, we did. We this is I, to me, this is up in smoke. But uh, they talking about uh, Le'Veon Bell might get traded before the season starts. Oh, Jesus! I think it's up in smoke. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Um, this is I, you know this what? is. I, Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Go ahead. I, I just read it as basically it was uh, John Clayton, the guy that used to be on ESPN. He's Correct. on. Yes. Uh, he's with Bleacher Report now. He said, if basically if somebody offers them, a, you know, if, if the situation is there, they would think about trading him before the season starts. Now, the way I look at it, I I'm happy we got him. Trust me, we all talked about it. It was a great move to sign him, and it was great that they brought him in. Awesome, but. Looking at it from the negative side or the other side of everything, he is 27 years old, right? He's coming Correct. off. He hasn't played in over a year, okay? He's mm-hmm. got that suspension over his head. So if he gets suspended again, I think he's out for a year next time, okay? So he's got that. We don't. And 27 years old for a running back, I'm not saying it's old, but you're starting to get to that point. You know, and at 27, 28 years old, you start to decline. Now, he's got a lot less mileage on him because of his previous suspension. Plus, he was out because he was hurt. Plus, he was out for the year as well because he sat out. So, he doesn't have the mileage that a normal 27-year-old has. But, and also, you know, you also got to take that into consideration, too, that he's been hurt. He's also missed a lot of games as well. 
So, mm. and now you gave them a four-year deal. So you're going to get 27, 28, 29, and 30 years. Yeah. Um, not the greatest years for running backs. I mean, trust me, I think we're still going to get two really good years out of them. And maybe the two back years are going to be hopefully, you know, hopefully decent, but not great Correct. as the first two. Mm-hmm. So I could, I, the situation I could see or scenario coming up, maybe after the first year, if he has a good year this year, you know, crossing my fingers, he has a really big year. Maybe then you trade him because then you'll get something for him. Now, what, what are you going to get for him? You know, they're saying maybe a second round pick. I wouldn't trade him for a second round pick now. Oh, Jesus. What are you going to get a second? Why? What is a second round pick going to do for you right now? Oh, God. we got to win now. You know, I don't want to win Listen, this year with a second round pick. So this, I would wait a year. For, you know, let him, let him have a great year. And then if he, you know, if he goes crazy and has a great year and everybody thinks, oh, this guy's back to Le'Veon Bell of two years ago. Yeah, then maybe I'm, they might you know, I'm gonna, give you a first rounder and a player or something. Then that might be a package to trade. But right now, I don't see that happening. I, I'm going to take this whole thing and, and, and crumple <laughs> it up and throw it into the trash with the whole uh, uh, Kevin Coleman, uh, Cole, uh, uh, Kevin Coleman, and, and Le'Veon Bell is about the same kind of running back crap that people <laughs> before before the draft. Um, listen, John Clayton was probably thinking aloud on the radio. I don't know. Probably thinking listen, outside the box, you know, that kind of thing. Listen, I, listen, we all know that nobody wanted to sign Le'Veon Bell. Not nobody wanted, but everybody was kind of waiting to see who was going to be the one to jump out. Because, again, because of everything that surrounded the guy before. And you have to understand the way organizations do things. They painted the guy like he was some kind of bad guy because he didn't play for a season or whatever. And, and everybody's like, oh, he's a, he's a bad guy. Let's hands off, hands off. Really? Really? Really, one of the most dynamic offensive players in the NFL is a is, is a player that you wouldn't want on your team. All of Listen, a sudden, you wanted a long term deal. That's what it comes to, the, down to, right? Right, and to the point, right? You're right, but but this but this whole thing to me is just it's all it's it's so way out of space to me. Like I can't even wrap my head around it. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no way us having Donald in house. And we need to give him as much help yes, as without possible. Without him, we got nothing. We got as no much help, without him. As much help as so, possible. You're giving him. this guy, a practically you're giving him a weapon like he's never had before in his whole football career. And you're going to be willing to trade him away for a second-round pick? This makes yeah. no sense that's, to me. That's, I, I, yeah, I can't ridiculous. see it happening. Plus, I, I mean, I, but I could see it. I could see where... John Clayton's coming from, you know what I mean? He hears everything that Gase was like, oh, my God, I didn't want to spend, you know, I didn't want you to spend this much money on him. We could have got him for cheaper. You know, there's no way you should spend that much money on a running back. So, but I think in, in the end, I can't see him saying, okay, I'll, I'll give him to you for a second round pick. That makes no sense. You know? Um, yeah, Chris, I, I understand. That, that, that but no but I, I respect Le'Veon Bell for how he's taking the situation, you know, not blowing up or nothing. He's, yeah, just, no, he's... he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to work and I'm ready to win football games. That's, that's the best way to take He's it. a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you right. know, he's more, he's basically, you know, his situation in Pittsburgh, he's done with that. 
he's in New York and now he's he's ready to move on and he's you know and he seems happy. He's happy and he's more on the positive road. So, you know, um I wanna give Le'Veon Bell credit credit for that. Um I think it's just like I said, it's, I think it's just stuff is smoke. Yeah, it, it could be one of those, but yeah, I'm I'm with Sean and I'm I'm throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's smoke too. I think it's just John Clayton thinking like you said, thinking aloud, thinking outside the yeah. box, trying to connect some dots. You know, yeah. where, all right, Gates wasn't happy. Uh, now he's in control, so now he might want to, you know what, let's let's get rid of this guy. Let's. I, I want as much I want as much cap space as I can I could get for next year. So yeah. I can start, you know, you know, you know what, this team the way I want it, you know. But you know what the day all this crap is? Because this is what Jets, because of what we were talking about earlier, because of, because of all the missteps by ownership, over the years with the Jets and how they always look like the the laughing stock or whatever it is. It's 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 like entertainment for if the Jets are doing badly, everybody laughs and points, ha 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 lift the fingers or whatever oh, and then it's the news yeah. everywhere. When people say things like that, it just throw it just kinda throws more wood on the fire. That's all. That's all. That's oh, that's all it is. It so, the fans eat this up because now they're going to go like, right. Oh, exactly. Right, and people are freaking out. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, so, so it just to me, it just kind of, um, it just kind of adds to the crap. You know, it's like somebody saw. You know, it's almost like you saw. You know, you 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 know, people were throwing you know tomatoes at a guy because he sucked. You didn't think he sucked, but because everybody was throwing tomatoes, you threw tomatoes too. Right. You know mm. that that's to me like that's with... how it always feels like when when it's the Jets because it seems to me when something happens with the Jets, it it okay. Cut the situation like yeah, this situation kind of sucks. You know, it doesn't look really good. And then somebody else says, right, and says something, and then all of a sudden this little little you know fire we had is also all of a sudden turned into a oh, bonfire and everybody's with, freaking out the whole thing about fire and mac oh my god they fired him after the draft and after he spent all the money how can yeah. they do that that's so stupid that's typical jet move and then uh, this on top of it and then you know you hear any other rumor it's just more more fuel to the fire like you're saying and it's um, yep. instead of just thinking about it and saying okay you know like where is this coming from you know even if it mm. is true yeah, I, and i i think some of it is true i think gase and Mac were definitely not they, they they definitely weren't on the same page when it came to building this team. And that, that's where going back to hiring a GM, they need a GM who's gonna be on the same page as this guy, you know, and that could work together. We can't have a guy, you know, a GM building his team and Gase building his team. You know what I mean? You need them to work together to build the same team and that's it. You know. Mm. Yeah, yep. let's add some more fuel to the fire. Mr. Uh, interim GM Adam Gaze uh, traded Darren Lee to the Kansas City Chiefs for a 2020 uh, six-round pick. Um, how should how should, how should we feel about how should we feel about that? Well, I well I said I definitely um, I thought I think I think uh, Joe Blewett, our special guest last week. Um, explained why we should have kept um, Darren Lee around because he would he could have been added depth depth as at the at the last position, but he also pointed out the fact that he had um, Darren Lee had weaknesses in his game that was that kind of was not you know part of 
you know, would probably not work really well with a, a position in in uh, in Greg Williams' scheme. Other than the fact that if Williams had probably put him at a wide nine position, make him rush, only go get the quarterback or something like that. That way, that way he would, uh, you know, that he doesn't really have to think. He doesn't really have to diagnose, which is an issue. And you can't diagnose plays and you can't tell when it's a pin and pull, when, you know, when you misdirection play. You know, if you can't read your, your keys, then I'm sorry, you're not a linebacker. You know, and the kid kept being tricked all the time with these misdirection plays. And he wasn't learning. It's almost like he wasn't studying enough or whatever it was. So, listen, I I that we couldn't get. I, I think I think it's a missed opportunity to get more. Because we, as a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a team rebuilding, we need more and more pieces. And every thing we could get back we you know we could get we should try to get as possible but if Correct. because of because of his tape if because of Darren Lee's tape because of the way that he ended up getting suspended at the end of the season no team was willing to give us anything higher than the six pick then I, I mean I, I see the reason why they, they just had to I, I just said I'm I'm of the mindset where I would have waited until Next season or something, you know, exactly. keep him around, you know, because the six, uh, like like Joe said last week, yes, yeah, a six round pick is 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 nothing. It's like you're just taking a shot in the dark. You don't know, right? Well, well, you well, know, we got it on six round. That was the uh, the linebacker, right, from Minnesota. Was our six round pick this year? Um, no, that uh, it was the Ruckers. Austin. No, it was Ruckers. It was the corner, the fifth, fifth round, the corner. We got, yeah. we got uh. Cashman in the fifth, in the fifth we round. We got Cashman, oh, okay. Cashman right, in so the fifth round. The guy yeah. had two back-to-back uh, ACL injuries, right? The corner from Rutgers. So that shows yep. you what we get from the six. But, yep. You know, like the, more rumors coming out that he wasn't getting along with anybody on the team. You know, so that so that probably was I think, and I think Gase was trying to say, okay, get rid of him. Trying to set the tone. Trying to show, listen, nobody's safe here. You guys got to work. We all got to work together. You know, I think he wants to put his own stamp on the team right away and kind of not show who's boss. I don't want to say it that way, but you know what I mean? Just kind of like trying to get some kind of leadership role. If this guy's causing a problem, all right, I'll get rid of him. You know, right. if that's, if that's um, the problem. So right. to get a six-round pick for him, yeah, it's, it stinks because he's a first-round pick of ours, and it's another, another hmm. draft pick that went nowhere. Um, that Mac <laughs> drafted. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, I think we just got breadcrumbs. Um, yeah, no, but that's we, all he's we got breadcrumbs. But that's um, all he's worth. You remember? Look I, at the yeah. year he had last year, and he got I suspended. Mean, he, but you know what? Before that, just like we uh, said that last year, last season probably was his best season out of his whole career because I don't remember him actually having a real. Real or or average because it was it was probably a little less than average at best before suspension, and and it was what three or four games that he played well and then he kind of tailed off right exactly. And if you look at it too, the only reason why we think we he should get more, uh, we should get more for him is because because he's a first round. round. Without that, just look at his his play. Um, 
I mean, the man, the man, the man, the man, it's, you know, we, we got, we got basically chicken with, with nothing but salt and breadcrumbs. Right. Um, so <laughs> I just want to say that for one, all these seasoned for, chicken, and, you know, and for two, um, it, the question that, that always rely that we just talked about this, the other night, which is so funny is that A.V. Williamson will have to play those wheel routes and he's not a guy that, that plays in, in that coverage, <laughs> you know, um, and and it could be a concern, but it also could work out. It all depends. Um, that's why I, that, I only wanted to keep Lee for for those wheel routes and those zones, those pass coverages. But now that A.V. Williamson is going to be our guy, that's going to be doing that. Um, I don't know. It's a it's it's still it's still a, a question mark. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this, Davin. That that's a good point you brought up. Um, I'll I'll say this. Um, the thing about Williamson is that. In his career, he's never really been that guy. The difference in scheme is the diff- is, is really what really I'm not really worried about because I think with Williams, with Greg Williams, I think because um, it'll be different. Playing Will linebacker in, in Greg Williams' system is going to be different from what you would do in Bowles' um, um, system. So I think so. I think I think him trying to take take Williamson and put him over at Will. I think will be. Um, I think it, um, you know. I think he has an idea because he. Um, the one thing with Williamson is that he he's he's diagnosis plays really quickly. If you see the way he plays, he is probably in the backfield in a flash. Most of the time, he sees when a guard is going on a um, what, whatever set um, um, protection it's going to be, and he kind of sn- um, sniffs it out really quickly. And he's a guy that's strong at the point of attack. I think I think Joe said something like that too when he was talking. Like he's very strong at the point of attack, so he could take on linemen. So he's not a guy that you that you would be scared of of um, um, taking on a left left tackle that's pulling or guard that's pulling. He will take him on, and um, so he so he could play that. And um, and if he does go like lose a little weight or whatever it is, get a little bit more athletic and play outside a bit as a will linebacker. I, I mean, I could see it happen. I, I could see it working. Do they see yeah. Cashman doing that, playing that role? Um, not not now. I'm gonna say it, not yeah, now because exactly. because of the fact of the matter is that they're gonna start him out as special teams, mm-hmm. you know, and and then and then if they see something in him in that special teams, you'll see him probably like. I'm gonna say one out of twenty-five to thirty downs. You know what I'm saying? Like right. the guys he, need rest. Yeah, and Cashman is not like again when you draft a player that low, there is definitely there's definitely parts in his game that he suffers in, and and I think Joe again to bring up the Blewett's interview last week um, was making the point that um, Cashman's game is kind of Lee-esque, meaning that he has an issue with diagnosing what's going on in the backfield. And he gets tricked a lot of times when he's looking into the backfield, gets tricked by misdirection. Uh, um, I'm not really noticing when his keys quickly enough to see. So he gets smothered a lot, you know. So, so, but he's a kid. When you take a kid like that, you could probably mold him into something more, you know, give him a little time to grow. But if you have a guy that's been in the league for three, four years and he's still having the same issues that a rookie is having, right. you know, that's a bad thing. So I think William, I think Williamson, I'm playing that role. I think that makes sense. That's the only sense that that they could make at this point. 
Oh, unless they got um, someone coming in somewhere, they, maybe they're hoping someone gets cut somewhere or they make uh, play. I don't know. That's that's why I said I think we need to see more in the preseason. You know, where these guys, where where we see the second and the third strings to see who really gets to stay and who gets to go because they them guys is going to get a lot of uh, reps. They have a lot of reps in the third and have, fourth we, game. We have guys in house, guys. We have to remember we have Hewitt and we have. Luvu and guys like that. There's guys yeah. in house that are uh, pretty capable. I think Lu, uh, I think Frankie Luvu had a pretty capable year last year. I mean, I'm not saying that he blew the doors off uh, the, his season, but he, he had he, he, he flashed. There's a lot of times he flashed. Even Ewitt, to me, especially in the run defense, I think there was a lot of games I saw that uh, Ewitt really flashed, man. So I'm, I'm, you know, there, there's a part. There's these guys are backups, you know, whatever. And I think Luvu has a has a, a chance to be something. So there's guys on the on the thing like um on the on the roster that might make a, a, a um you know make a jump. Um um so I think like Davin said I think well, let's wait and see how uh how things go in the off season. Correct. Um so as we move on uh, we can finally get into some NFL news. Um we first want to start off with uh Patrick Peterson Got suspended for six games, the first six games in the NFL season to uh, PED. Um, the PED was unknown. They they won't they won't they won't say it, or they won't verify what kind of PED it was. Um, Patrick Peterson apologized to the Arizona Cardinals team, um, the fans, and everybody else. Um, how bad is that? How bad is that for Patrick Peterson? Uh, I think it's bad. You know, <clears throat> this guy was probably going to go. I don't want to say he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, but he was going in that direction. So I wonder, if this is gonna, I wonder if this is going to stop that. Um, I also heard that it was four games for the drug, for the PED, and two games for the, because he was using a masking agent as oh, well. Wow. So it was, that's how they came up with the six games altogether. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, it's, it's sad because he seemed like a good, you know, one of the good guys out there. And he's been an all-pro for, what, seven, eight years, nine years now? Seven years, man. I think he seven only years. missed last year. I think as a, I think he went to the Pro Bowls seven years. I think he's been in the league yeah, eight he's, years. He's and he only missed the Pro Bowl. League, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it sad. I think, I, yeah. think when, I think when you, as one of the best players in the league, when you're um, actively trying to um, keep yourself at that level, knowing – that you're probably starting to fall apart because the young kids are coming to take your job, and you you have to uh, depend on PEDs. I think it's a it's time you start asking yourself some serious questions. Um, um, like I always looked at him as one of those guys in the league that are, that highly that I highly respect, and something like that kind of makes me uh, you know take a take a second look. I mean, not that I think you know I'm gonna burn him at the stake for that. You know, no, but I mean, but mistake, but you know people you know? yeah people make mistakes and stuff like that you know, but uh, but according yeah. but there was a rumor that he 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 reportedly tried to um try to restructure his deal because he would lose like almost four mil just off of the 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 um the suspension so he was trying uh. to get the Cardinals <laughs> to restructure the deal so he wouldn't lose lost that much money and the Cardinals were like no. Nah. <laughs> you know what? When, when these corners, when these corners start losing a step, you know, like when we go back to Revis, when these guys start losing a step, make them make the transition to safety. You know, mm. how many guys did we see make that transition and they transitioned well? 
you yep. know, Charles Woodson, yep. uh, Rod Woodson, yep. Ronnie Lott. I mean, there's so many of these guys that made the transition. Why? I I don't know I why, mean, man. It's yeah, a, it's a, but players, man. But but these guys you're just talking about, those guys were on a different level, man. I mean, oh, I mean, like the, I would say, I would say Revis was, I would, I would say Revis was on that kind of a level of a player. My, he wasn't a great tackler. I, I think that's why they never moved. You know, he never moved. Maybe he just. Did, I don't think he likes contact. You know, he wasn't <laughs> one of those corners. Well, like Reeves, well Revis is a press coverage guy. <laughs> you know, but press and, in that way. But I'm saying about tackling and oh, you know, yeah. he's like like Dion. Dion never liked to tackle. You think Revis was? I, you think Revis was I'm a sorry. Dion-like corner? Dude, I think you miss. I think you miss. You miss. You're like misremembering how Revis was probably one of the most aggressive corners, man. Like this he would show up in the run game. Yeah, but not. That was. I mean, that was. I mean, come on. Like because you're a press man, of course you're playing way away from the line of scrimmage most of the time. But when he was asked to tackle, Revis was like, <laughs> there was there was nobody that that would. That would like he would miss a tackle. It was very well, rare. I don't understand why these you guys know? don't make the why they don't make the transition to safety. I think I yeah. think it's something in their pride. Um, yeah, I, I would say I think, I think so it's too. something in their pride. Um, I think that's why Revis didn't want to make that transition. You know, but the other guy did it, and it, of course, they, of course, I, I, I that's a different. Too, you know, I mean, but and, that, they, but, and know, they became all pros in that position too. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. But, you, but, that, but you know, the crazy thing is, is that you know, people like Revis and Patrick Peterson, they they so used to being that top guy. Um, well, Pat P was like a top three, or you know, close to one. Uh, when you when you when you that guy, that's that, that's you know, everybody talk about in the NFL like that. You know, you you don't want to transition. And, mm. and yes, Charles Wilson. Yeah, you know, Charles was the yes, all of them guys. <laughs> but it's a but it's a but you know, it's a different. I think it's a different situation. Um, the Jets, you know, the Jets needed safety help, but also we ain't had no cornerbacks, so we ain't had no other choice but to <laughs> yeah, depend no, on nothing, I guess, uh, So it's a different scenario. It was a different scenario to that. Um, I, I think. I think. I think. I'm not not to cut you off, Devin, but I yeah. think. I think. Uh, uh, when Woodson went to play free safety, when you're playing free safety, you're not coming in in the box, you know. So all you mm-hmm. had to do is kind of diagnose plays right. from behind, from the back, and that's a different skill set, though. When you're playing, like 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 Davin said, if you're if you're a press man, it is all technique. It, that, one right. of the reasons yeah, why right. Davin Revis right. What is what is what one of the things um, Revis was known for was by the release of a wide of a wide receiver, he could tell what kind of route concept that was going on without even really looking over the field, so he could tell what was going to happen. But that's because he was playing press. When you're a Correct. free safety, you have to be able to tell instantly by route concept, right, and know exactly where you're supposed to be from. Several yards behind the de- the behind um in uh, behind the defense. So I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm just um yeah, I'm just saying I think it's just that's probably the difference. Everyone. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I th- yeah, in I my, think it's just my opinion. a different mentality. Yeah, I think you know, certain players, I guess, want to stay in the league longer too. And sure. you know, mm-hmm. I think I think just great players step it up and say, you know what, I still want to be on this team. I want to do whatever I I can to right. you know, to stay on it and uh, and be productive and. Some probably like, at, I'm good. Right. Um <laughs> at the at the end of it, uh, you know, I hope Pat Pat Peterson learned his lesson and uh hopefully he'll come back and, and does what he have to do. Um 
that's the only thing I could say say to to him. Other than that, you know, it's it's really sad. You know, it's it's really sad for him. Um, to, to go to go into that situation after you've been that top guy for so many, you know, one of the top top guys for so many years. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's always sad to see that. Yeah. Um, so as we move along, the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, uh, they they made uh three signings, one resigned, one resigned, and two two new signings. Uh, the two new signings are uh Shane Ray, um, linebacker, uh, wide receiver Michael Floyd, and the resigner was Pennell McPhee. Yeah. Um, is that very important for the Ravens to sign these veteran guys? Yeah, it's very important. Um, um, you guys have to remember that. Suggs, um, and they lost. Uh, they lost. They lost most of their pass rushing guys. Um, yeah, they lost uh, CJ so, Mosley, and they lost. Right. Uh, who was it? No, Xavier uh, Davis. I forgot yeah. his name. Uh, Smith, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Um, I so so now they're trying to replace that, and uh, unfortunately, um, um, Shane Ray, um, man, first year. I think it was 2016. I think he had eight sacks. Uh, and then, then injury plagued seasons year after year for the last, you know, for the last couple of years is the reasons why he hasn't been on the field and he hasn't never really been what he was when he was, um, when he first got in the league. Um, but, but maybe he could really, you know, he could revive his, his career um, mm-hmm. in Baltimore, but they need, they definitely needed that. They needed, they needed, uh, they need, they need somebody to pair with Jalen Ferguson that they drafted. Uh, out of Louisiana, Louisiana Tech, so um, so de- definitely let's see what Pernell McPhee has in the tank. He he um he was good for them for a while, so you know maybe he's maybe you know they could pair those um those veterans with him with uh with uh Ferguson and you know see how what they could get out of them out of them. Uh, about Michael Floyd though, what I was saying, I remember when we were talking about the draft. Um, I was talking about Baltimore and who they got in the draft, wide receiver wise, and Miles Boykins um, out of Notre Dame, six four two twenty pounds, run a four four two forty. Then they had Hollywood Brown that they got was was probably one of was named one of the best players coming out of the draft. A lot of big boards had him as one of as the best wide receiver coming out, even if he had an Elise Frank. Um. Uh, and then they had this kid. I think it was Justice Hill, uh, out of Oklahoma State, that run a four-four flat. So you're you're talking about a bunch of speedy young kids with a lot of talent. You pair pair that with uh, 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 Michael Floyd, that's been in the league for a while, and they might be able to. Uh, he might be able to help shape this this young receiver core into something that could be really dangerous. Correct. Um, yep. I think, yeah, I think, you know, my opinion, I think Shane, you know, Shane Ray was one of those, one of those, uh, I think he, if he, he was first round, correct? If I recall, if he was, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, he was a yeah. first round player. Yeah. Um, I think, I think playing with, in Jim Harbaugh's system, um, playing in a Harbaugh system, I think that, I think it could revive his career. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, that's the biggest thing. The, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the course, issue. Yeah. But, you know, but with 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 a style of play Baltimore have, I I I think I think they needed to do that. Uh, sign McPhee back, bring in Shane Ray. Uh, could be a still for one year deal. They they all got one year deals. Um, 
I think I think it could work out. I, it it all depends. It all depends on how how they do it because um yeah Jackson Jackson they you know they think it's gonna you know they think they're gonna do the same thing with Jackson with this run with this run heavy run, uh, run heavy offense. It's not gonna work out like that this year. They're gonna need Jackson to throw throw this ball. You know that's why they got all these kids in. So let's exactly. see let's see let's see if Jackson could attempt to throw the ball and and not and not. <laughs> You know, hesitate like he was last year, because because he was he was the thing with him, Devin. Like we we've said over and over again, is that you know when you just get in the league, you can't really read the defenses, you know, as quickly as possible as as you want to, you know, a lot of, because he was never that guy. He was never that guy that would, you know, he was never in a system where he had to diagnose the whole field and understand what the route concept and release the ball when he was supposed to. You know, you couldn't you couldn't take a guy out of that uh, system where he didn't have to, you could couldn't do that or didn't have to, and put him in something where he had he he was he was gonna be able to do that. So maybe mm. this year with this those speedy guys, maybe they they run it's a run heavy with a lot of play action to throw the ball. Maybe maybe that's what they're they're planning. Yeah, um, you know, this year you can't average 125 to 150 passing yards. This is this is this is a whole new this is a whole new season, you know. And uh, yeah, no, you know what we've seen what happened in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah when you when you watch that uh, that film and you and basically you you study, you you know a lot. So so most of them going to know what the Ravens is doing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Lamar better, you know, Mr. Jackson better come with that arm game because it's going to be if not, it's going to be a long season for Baltimore, whether yeah. the defense is good or not. <laughs> True. Yeah. So as we move along, um, Joe Flacco. Uh, I didn't want to talk about Mr. Flacco today, but we're gonna have to talk about Mr. Flacco. Uh, Flacco <laughs> has told Drew Lock that's not my that's not my job to uh, mentor the kid. <laughs> uh, how I'm, should we feel about that? <laughs> I'm a hundred percent behind what he said. You know what? He was there first, right? So, and then and then uh, Locke came in. And when they brought in Flacco, Flacco was there to be the starting quarterback. He wasn't Correct. there to groom the next guy or whatever. So, you know what? I'm sure he's going to be there. I'm sure he's not going to, like, hide from him or not show him anything and be, a, you know, be not a nice person about it. But, I'm, you know, not a good teammate about it. But, you know, it's not his job to mentor Somebody, you know, he's very true. A, you know, he's still got a contract. He's got a, he's got to be the starting quarterback. That's that's what he was. He's, and he's learning, and he's learning yeah. a whole new. He's learning a whole new offense. Yeah, and he's listen, got to learn it listen, this listen. Josh what McCowan, uh, situation? <laughs> you know, this guy's here exactly. to be the starting quarterback, and that's it. If you want to bring in a guy to 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 be the next quarterback, fine. But I'm not here to mentor him. <laughs> and and this is the thing, though, too. You, this is this is why you have coaches. You have the quarterbacks coach and you have the offensive coordinator. These guys right. are the ones that are going to be the teachers and the mentor, mentorees right. it's their job. For, for the kid, you know. Basi- but, but, but it goes without saying that there's people trying to kill Flacco for this. Listen, I've never heard anybody, anybody, any backup quarterback off of Joe Flacco say that Joe Flacco was bad to them. Correct. You know, right. j- when Jack- Jackson came out and Jackson said, you know that he that the, to him. Um, um, RG three said the same thing. You know, he he didn't have to sit with them and show them. Listen, if you're around a guy and you see the way he's doing his thing, and he's in the same position with you, all you have to do is kind of mimic what he's doing, and that will help sure. your game. 
You, he doesn't have to come sit down with right. you. It's not you his... know, the fact that he's around you only, some of this stuff yeah. is going to rub off. You know, he doesn't have to. That's not that's really not his job. job. He's there to be, <laughs> he was brought in to be the starting quarterback. He wasn't there to be, you know, Josh Correct. McCown as a player coach type of guy to, to groom the next guy. No, you know. So Correct. I was okay with him, with what he said. I said, yeah, uh, no big deal. I, yeah, I wasn't okay. Yeah, I, don't I, wasn't like God. Bad. <laughs> I agree. Right, and uh, <laughs> you know me, I just think that uh, you know preseason, the Drew Lock is going to do some things, and Flock will probably just be like, you know, that's not the way how you do it, kid. You know what I'm saying? Like little little tips and tricks, but not too much. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's going to help him, but not mentor him as like, you know, because he's the last exactly. To do right, right. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think because we we spoke about the Jets for forty minutes, I think we could give at least one more topic. Um, I think I think we could give I think we could give a quick topic. Um, about the Cowboys, uh, Dak Dak Prescott. Um, well, actually, uh, Davin, before we go on with right. the Jets, what about Peyton Manning? That yeah, we just we. <laughs> I mean, we did kind of I did kind of put that in there uh-huh. when I asked about the uh, the first question, but. But we could get into that real quick. Um, when I asked about the new GM search, um, I said it should have been Peyton Manning, Joe Douglas. Uh, what's, what's, you know, what, what's y'all choices? Who, who would y'all choose? Listen to me. Okay. Guys, Peyton Manning is a football head. Right? If you're telling me you're going to give Peyton Manning an offensive coordinator's job, fine with me. If you're going to give if, – if, if it's quality control coach, fine with me. Uh, but I just do not understand why you think, like people think that Peyton Manning would be some kind of ridiculously good GM. GM's job is not like nothing, not, nothing like a football player's job. There's very, it's, very, it's been very rare that you see a football player that played football become a GM. How many of them? Right. Point True. them to me. No, it's, well, it's, oh, it's very rare. Nah, nah, I'm saying no. Well, yeah, think about the great job that John Elway Think about the great job that John Elway has done. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The only thing he brought in is one Super Bowl. Um, and Paxton Lynch. Yeah, exactly. And Paxton Lynch. And uh, Lynch. Um, oh, God. Yeah, and Lynch is with the 49ers, and he's in, he's having a uh, little little hell of a time over there. Um, and we have his other quarterback he brought in. But, yeah. but if you want to bring <laughs> in a guy, um, you know, make sure that guy is, is not, okay, you, you get along with Gates, and that's fine. But make sure it's that guy that knows what the hell he's doing yep. <laughs> and, know, and know how to bring him, winning, winning culture back to the team. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my choice is definitely uh, the guy from Philly, Joe Douglas. I think yeah. he'd be the best guy, man. He's got I think the experience. Should, I think you, you should know? also look up. I think you should also look up a guy named Ed Dodds. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, I heard that's about the him Indianapolis. Too. The Indianapolis uh, Colts. Uh, and, yeah. and and a guy Mike Boganzi too of the Chiefs too. So yeah, these, these are the names in the league. They, they when, say, yeah. yeah, when you talk about top flight GM candidates, those are the names that come around in the league. Um, I don't know if, again, like we said earlier, I don't know if you're gonna ever wanna. If you're a top flight GM, you know, want to come uh, to this, want to come, <laughs> come and deal with this. That's the, but that, that's, the that's about challenge. it. That's the big challenge. Yeah, finding the right guy, but getting the guy to come. I, I just, I just want a guy that knows what the hell he's doing, and I want him to be able to bring us um, draft picks that can beat starters, not just first round and third round. You know, I want first, second, and third round. You know. 
<laughs> like, yes, right. the third round is a steal, and you know, right. but the first two rounds is very important, and then, and we and we always lacking and not having two the first and the second rounder that could be a starter and that can be a, a contribute, you know, that could con- contribute something to the team in order to be stars, you know, and that's and that's and I think that's one of our problems too. We always have a second round jinx on our head. <laughs> you know what I never understood with, with Mac? Mac was like a he was in scouting for about 20 years yeah, before right. he came here. So you yeah. wouldn't think the draft would have been like his better part. <laughs> you know, like that would have been, okay, this is what he definitely knows, so we, we should definitely have good drafts. And that's like the complete right. opposite. Mm. <laughs> that, that's that, a good point. You know, and to me, that, that it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, this guy, and I, I was reading a lot of stuff about him too, and a lot of these guys didn't think he was GM material. Yeah, they were like a more lot surprised of that he was hired. My was point, fun. my point exactly <laughs> about Woody, the Woody old Johnson. GM. My old <laughs> uh, Charlie Cassidy. Hello, right. sir. Oh. Yeah, please. He sounds like a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just listen. like spouts out things, and you're like, oh. yeah. This is this is this is at the end of the day. Listen, I have a lot of respect for guys like that. They they they, they brought a lot of the to the game. Uh, whatever they are now, I don't know. Maybe they've been drinking too much scotch. I don't know what's going on. But I'm just <laughs> but 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 for me, I'm just saying, man, um, I think you just pointed out you guys just pointed out the reason again where whilst why you would not want to hire a guy that has never been a GM as a GM. Because that's a very complicated job. You know? The yeah. guys that You're do those jobs they in a name. At that right. point, you know, yeah, stop bringing in names. No, we don't need no names. We need right. guys that know what they're doing, you know, guys that know. Yeah. How to, and and I think at the center of it, the last thing I'm going to say about this, at the center of it all is this. The reason why I brought up the, those names like Ed Dodds and 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 the, and Borganzi is guys that could actually build a team of scouts that will that are second to none in the league or at least top tier guys that are scouts in the league. These guys are known for that. And those are the mm. guys you need in in the Jets. In the Jets. Not 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 a name. You don't need a name. You need right. you need they, guys that know been, how to do that. They they've been in front offices that are top front offices in the league. Exactly. So they know how to build a team. They know how to build a championship team no less. Right. So exactly. These are the guys, yeah, I mean Payton, greatest quarterback, whatever. But like you said, he is he's got no experience in front in the front office. So and that's and, you know, and you know who fault you know who fault that is? That's Woody Johnson's fault because he wants to bring in Bowles and then he wants to bring in Matt. Right. So I I can't blame Christopher Johnson for, for it. Yes, it's weird that, that we fired the bathroom, but after really thinking about it, it's like, oh, this is what us just fans really you know, this is what us just fans wanted, so why complain and bitch about it now? It don't make no sense <laughs> at all. Right. It don't. It yes. don't. At the end of exactly. it, it don't make no sense at all. Get get y'all get y'all minds together. <laughs> we'll be mm-hmm. fine. Um, but last but last last topic. Um, because I know this was last week. Um, that that Prescott and um, and Cooper is talking about extensions with the Cowboys. Um, that could get paid as much as thirty million dollars per year. Um, I don't know about Cooper, but is that the right is that the right move for for these guys? And how you think they'll be able to deal with their contract and Ezekiel Elliott's contract? I think the Cowboys have to sign Prescott for sure. I mean, he's he's got like I think the second most wins since he became a starting quarterback. 
in the league. Mm. I think he's got the second most wins, second or third. He's he's right up at the top. So, I mean, he's – I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you know, like top two or three. But, you know, he's he's definitely up there. I mean, and you could see there's a, there's a lot more worse quarterbacks than better quarterbacks than him, you know. Um, yeah, I'm about to say, I don't even think he's top five in my opinion. No, maybe. no, no. Yeah, I don't, bottom, I don't think he is. He be outside maybe the top ten, but he's, but he's better than – I Patrick. think, yeah, he's I think he's like, like, yeah, he's top 15. Yeah, that, that's he's what not I Brady yeah. or, uh, you know. No. But, yeah. but you know what? I think he's the guy. I think if I'm going to pay one of them, I'm paying pre- uh, Bres- I'm definitely paying Prescott. Dak. Yeah, I'm definitely paying Dak over over Cooper, you know. I mean, uh, he, and he, even he over uh, Elliott. <laughs> Even over Even Elliot, Elliot, you would yeah yeah because yeah. because this is the thing this is the thing the Cowboys are known for having their QB right and mm-hmm. like we like we were talking about earlier in our earlier conversation we were talking about the importance of a young quarterback in this league in this NFL now um, um, uh, I think you have to try your best to keep the guy around you know the because the level of play drops significantly when you bring a backup or a rookie in. You know, when you have your guy and you try to keep him in as long as possible, even if you have to eat whatever you have to eat. The salary cap is is is, is like uh, uh, my friend Connor uh, Rogers likes to say, um, uh, is monopoly money, you know, because the, 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 it keeps growing every year. So just pay the guy. Just pay the guy because you know you need him. Um, Ezekiel, I wouldn't pay Ezekiel Elliott because that fun fact. Ezekiel Elliott has had a thousand and three touches in forty-three games. Think about the amount of usage that is. That is ridiculous. That, that those numbers sound ridiculous. I mean, the fact the fact that you're like you just waiting, you're like, you know, I would just, give him a long term. No, because because he, because That's at any moment at any moment you know at, right, you you. Right you down. Can, yeah, at any moment you use up a guy like that, you're like, listen, man, it's hard. I mean, I feel I I want the guy to get paid. I listen. I'm not. I'm, I don't want. I don't want somebody to put you, him out you the just pasture. Don't want yeah. The money. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. I want to get his money, but not by me. <laughs> oh, Jeez. all right, Chris. I I totally agree with what you're saying, but if I'm the Cowboys. Those are probably the, your two most popular players, and without Elliot, we've seen them not be as good. Without Elliot in, in the that's, lineup, that's that is true. Yeah. So, yeah, but if I'm, but if you I'm know what? Two of them, I'm keeping Elliot and but, Prescott. But and you I'm know what, Chris? Go. But you know what, Chris? Before before all that shit with Elliot, remember they didn't even have a, a number one receiver. They had Dez mm-hmm. and, all, and all of that, but they didn't have somebody like Cooper. So right. when Cooper came in to to that, they came in, and now they got Randall Cobb. You know they those they they gonna be explosive. Oh, this cause... year for sure. Yeah, they, they, yes. they got to make a run, and they got Witten back. So they got three guys. Yeah. So when you have multiple choices, you know Elliot shouldn't have that much workload. Hopefully not, because um just like just like Sharman said, he could break down at any second. We saw it happen to AP. We saw it happen to a lot of these yep. guys. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's so, so be tough. for me, Cowboys, Eagles. I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there, man. If on paper, on paper, right now, the Cowboys are probably top four in the league, right now on paper. Correct. On teams. I mean, just on paper, man. In just think AFC, about it. Yeah. Think about the I, run I, I they went on. Yeah. Top four in the AFC, not overall. Overall, I don't know. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know. I listen. For for me, for me, okay. You say you say you say you say the best team in the league is the Patriots, right? Okay. Right. So who's the who's the second best team in the league right now? Uh, Chiefs. Saints. Okay, so you say the Chiefs. I'll speak. Chiefs. All right. So so you say you say, right? So so let's say you say you say the Patriots, the Chiefs. I wouldn't even put the Eagles right. there. The Eagles need the Eagles until until their right. quarterback shows right. me so that he could stay healthy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. He could stay healthy for a season. I'm not. I'm not putting it. I, I will say. Mm-hmm. I will no. say the Saints, and then I'll put. I the love Rams. the Colts. Then I'll put the Rams because the Saints should have beaten the Rams, and I feel like the Saints does have a better team than the Rams. So I will put that. Okay. But but at the same okay. time, so top five then. Yeah, top yeah, five would be I, top, five. top five would be Patriots, Chiefs, Saints, Rams, and um no, not even Rams. The Saints, Cowboys, then Rams. Wow. I, 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 the reason why I'm saying Cowboys over Rams is because Rams lost a significant amount of people. Yes, they brought people in, but I feel like the Cowboys has has that offense that they didn't have against the Rams in that playoff game. Imagine if Randall Cobb or Jason Witten was in that game. I think the tables would have turned. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I think they're gonna be a better team than people think. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they're I think on paper I'm talking about guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on paper. Cobb yeah, is, Cobb it, is not as good as uh, you guys are giving him. He's up there. Well, in age. He's yeah, well, he's, 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 he's up there. He's yes. up there. In I mean, age. He's wrong. a slot, he's... but he's a slot receiver. But at the same time, he'll he'll be able to watch. He's gonna be looked at a lot. Because we, everybody know what Witten can do, and everybody know what Cooper can do. So when they double team Cooper, they're gonna look for Cobb a lot, and Cobb is a veteran guy. And I feel it'll like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what what, what Witten has. He sat out a whole. That's year. also, yeah. That's also a very yeah, interesting another, it's nice thing back, because, but yeah, every everybody everybody's talking about it like he's just gonna just it's just like a bike. He's I, just gonna get back up, get back on it. I don't know. I don't about see that. him. At, I don't see him as explosive, but I see him getting average yards and, and good touchdowns. He he's a red zone. He'll be a red zone guy. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely he, a red zone guy. Yeah, he's, but, a, he's an yeah. impressive guy to keep an eye on because of yeah. missing the whole year. It's like with Bell, you know. Bell I agree. The whole year too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that's a different. I think that's a different level. Man. Different scenario. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that Bell is Bell. Different level. Listen, the only way for me and that Bell, it, the, yeah, the old because again, I to to talk about the whole Bell thing, people just because you haven't seen little bit don't forget the fact that he's probably the most complete running back in the NFL when I say complete he he could run the ball behind between the tackles outside the tackles receive right third down back third down back and he does all of those things level correct he is not a he is not a he is not a subpar um um third down back back no he's an elite third down back He's a he's not a subpar runner between the tackles. He's an elite runner between the tackles. He's not a subpar runner outside. He's an elite runner outside. Mm. There's very few running backs in this league that could say these things. So he so so listen, man. You know what we, we will see right. this. Yeah, we, we will see we'll, this. We'll yeah. Because it's hard it, it's hard to it's hard to predict like a guy like him, a guy like Witten, because they missed a whole year. You know, and they're coming back after missing a whole year, not yeah. because of injury, but because of their situations. But to come back, you know, and, and like you said, this guy's an elite, you know, running back. He's, he's probably the best all-around running back in the league. 
but he's been out of years, and we've never seen this. I don't think. Not, you know, right? Not, not, nothing. You know, that goes to the towards right. This. That's towards the Eagles with Carson Wentz, and that's why I agree with Sharman what he said about Wentz. Um, you know, yeah, Wentz always prove, he, right. he he yeah he he got to prove himself. We never even see him in the playoffs. Uh, we only saw right, him in the season. Then he breaks down. Yeah, then he breaks down in the last three weeks. Yeah. Like, what kind of crap was that? Like, you break down the last three weeks, dude. And then you let then you let Nick Foles get a hundred well, million. He got, now you got now he's the hundred million dollar man, you know? Well, he, he's another guy we're going to keep an eye on this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jacksonville. That's another oh, team yeah. that you mentioned about being in the top yeah. five. That's yeah. something that could be when, in there, when, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe. So, 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 so now, so now when you're not running a system in, 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 in Philly where yeah, it's so quarterback friendly, you know? When you when you in Jacksonville, where they, they listen, well, well, I wait, wait, I do oh, not I do not see him uh, on the yeah, same level so as how right? he played yeah. in Philly. It's I do not see that. No, nope, it's going to be either. a totally new offense there because they brought over uh, what's his name, the guy from the guy that went from the Eagles to Minnesota, and he got fired last year from Minnesota. Oh, um, oh, I forgot I his name. Yeah, uh, I remember his name. But yes. So but listen, I, so I love knows. I love him as an offensive as an offensive guy. He's a pretty he's a pretty heady guy. Yeah. But um but that's why it's all these con- it's gonna be a different offense. All these conversations, we're gonna complete these conversations in in future podcasts when we're doing our overall teams, teams overall yep. during the season. Just yeah. before the before well, the start the real start of the regular season. We're yeah. definitely gonna do that. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, because we running out of time and uh, yeah. Oh, make sure, make you know sure. Wait, 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 one more but, thing. So go right just ahead. came across the the screen. Uh, Chris Long retired today. Oh, oh, oh wow. man! Wow. Oh, oh, um, Chris Long. Well, we like to say, yeah. uh, con- congratulations on successful career. Um, he's a great man, not just on the. He's a great man oh, more yeah. off the uh, yeah. field than than on the field. As great as he was on the field. He's a greater guy off the field, donating a lot of money, charity. He's in that plays coalition also, so he's a he's a great man. That guy, most, yeah, most definitely. Um, Hopefully, he's yeah. doing all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Blessings, man, Chris Long, man, definitely. Yeah, um, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook. I mean, the Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. You can also um, search for the groups on Facebook at NY Jets Fans. Um, as always, another great podcast. Uh, we didn't expect it to be as long as it was, but you know how we are. Um, until until next week, fellas. Uh, jut up, take yeah. flight, take flight, take it easy, guys. Bye, guys. All right.